0: and welcome to Light on Light Through episode 347, my review of Kaleidoscope. Well, Happy New Year, everyone. This is the first episode of Light on Light Through in the year 2023. And I have to say, it's off to a great start as far as what's on television. And I'm going to review for you something I saw just last night on Netflix. It felt like a great movie. Actually, not a movie, but nine episodes of a television series, each episode of which feels like a movie in itself, and they all fit together like, well, a kaleidoscope. And this is the best high story I've ever seen. It has everything, a suitably complex plot, a story in which every character is memorable, all kinds of things that go wrong and sometimes right, a superb soundtrack, and scenes that I promise will move you to tears. And of course, there's bound to be some spoilers ahead. Now, apropos a Kaleidoscope, we're told at the beginning of this series that the episodes can be seen in any order. There are nine of them. I saw them in the order presented on Netflix, lazy person that I am, and that's also the way the series is listed on IMDb. Now, I have no idea if this was the best order, or indeed if there is a best order. By the way, there's no way I can tell now, because if I see the episodes in a different order, I already know what's going to happen in all the episodes. I will say, for whatever it's worth, though, that I thought the first and last ninth episode were the weakest, and that's because the eighth episode, which takes place at the end of the story, was by far the best. But even though I thought the first and ninth episodes were the weakest, I still think, and I'm still saying, this was the best high story I've ever seen on a screen. Now, I'm not going to reveal how many characters die and in what circumstances, in case you haven't seen any of this yet, but I will mention two unexplained deaths, and my best guess is as to who did those killings. Let's look at FBI agent Abassi's death first. An old guy brushes past her on a New York City street, and she soon Kills over and dies. The characters with the most motives are the triplets, whose bonds in Salas's vault were the object of the heist, Leo, Ray's daughter, Hannah, and Roger Salas's son, Brad. Here's why. The triplets want to stop the FBI's investigation into their business. Hannah is the one who got away with the money, and she also doesn't want the FBI to continue looking into this heist. And although Roger is in prison, his son Brad must know there is a lot more crime his father could be kept up the river for. So keeping all of this in mind, my best guess is Hannah. And if I had to rank the three, I'd say Hannah, the triplets, and Brad in descending order. Hannah, by the way, has more than one motive. In addition to wanting to keep her money, she also wants to protect her father. But speaking of her father, and even more important, who killed Leo Ray? By the way, those are two different names for the same character. Well, first, I have to say, we don't see him actually killed. We do see him struggling to walk with Parkinson's being stalked, and we hear a shot fired. So, he easily could have fallen right before the shot was fired, right? With some good Samaritan then tackling the gunman. But who then was the shooter? Not Hannah, who clearly continued to deeply love her father in some of the best scenes in the series, by the way. The triplets really had no motive, especially given Ray's deteriorating condition. So that leaves, by process of elimination, Roger's son, Brad. His motive was he blames Ray for ruining his father's life, and he doesn't know Ray's true motivation. By the way, not only was every character in this series memorable, so was the acting, three that especially stand out. Giancarlo Esposito as Leo Ray gave the best performance of his career, in my opinion, even exceeding, his outstanding work in homicide and, of course, in breaking beds. Rufus Sewell, as superb and versatile an actor as you'll find, was perfect as the complicated, driven, highly intelligent villain and victim of the heist. And by the way, in the show notes to this episode, you'll find a link to the interview I did with Rufus Sewell, a nice long interview a couple of years ago about Sewell's Spectacular performance as Smith in The Man in the High Castle. But getting back to Kaleidoscope, the third performance I want to especially give a mention to would be Paz Vega as Ava. I thought she was just perfect as Leo's indefatigable supporter. This will certainly be a series for the ages right up there with the best work of Kurosawa and Scorsese. Hats off to Eric Garcia and the four directors. And I hope you enjoyed that review of Kaleidoscope. I'll be back here soon with another review of something good and notable on one of the streaming networks or on cable or who knows, may even be A review of something on old fashioned network television. In the meantime, stay safe, stay sound, and keep doing whatever you can to help the brave Ukrainians get those Russians once and for all out of their country. The Light on Light Through podcast.